This podcast is sponsored by Lullaman Plant Care, the manufacturer of Lolfix Pro Yield Liquid Soybean. Support your growers, support your community. Welcome to the Scoop Podcast. Today, we are talking with Matt Clark. He is a digital technology manager at Siri Solutions, headquartered there in Indiana. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Margie. So we have a lot of ground to cover because we've kind of been planning to have you on the podcast for some time. And in the meantime, a lot of exciting stuff has happened. So we'll uncover all of that. But first, Matt, if you would Tell us a little bit about your role as digital technology manager. Yeah, thanks again, Marty, for having me on. Uh, my role here at Series is, uh, like you said, digital technology manager. So what that means is um, I oversee our field team of support specialists. They uh, help all of our agronomy locations uh, when it comes to technology in general. So anything from our operations tools to ERP, things like that. Um, we also, I also oversee our precision ag programs, uh, you know, mainly our grid sampling program, uh, that we have here that's called core agronomics. Awesome. So one of the reasons why I asked you to come on the podcast is because you and the team at crops 63 were recognized as the recipient of the two of the 2022 business innovation award sponsored by EF system EFC systems by ever ag. So Matt, congratulations. That's really acknowledging excellence in everything you guys do around technology implementation from your ERP to your precision ag to your operations. So kind of back office all the way to farmer facing. So congratulations. Well, thank you. It was a uh, kind of unexpected, but we appreciate the recognition. And so kind of talking specific to your area of expertise and the program at Core Agronomics, you guys have some shining examples of how you've digitized your business and then automated processes. So first, I'd like for you to share with our audience about your soil testing program and the partnership that you have with Rogo Ag. Yeah, uh, so we started partnering with uh, Rogo Ag probably three or four years ago now. Um, but a little backstory on our program. So it's, uh, you know, we don't think of anything too glamorous, but we have a pretty robust two and a half acre grid sampling program. Um, you know, we've always been centrally dispatched so that we have a very consistent process across the board. So if you sign up for Quagronomics, you're getting the same thing every time. Um, you know, we started partnering with Rogo mainly because we had part-time labor issues, just like everybody else. Um, and uh, we were really struggling to find those samplers um, even three and four years ago to fill in the gaps where we needed extra labor. So um, in came Rogo, and it's been a, a great partnership so far. Um, you know, we just can trust the reliability. You know, they're collecting a lot more data. Uh, being a semi-autonomous uh, sampling fleet, you know, we can trust that they're getting the correct depth and they're pulling the samples in the correct place. Um, probably even more so than when we had some part-time labor pulling soil samples. So you're also saving time because you're working with them as more of a contractor rather than having to continually recruit and retain those part-time employees. Yeah, exactly. That's been a huge benefit to us not having to uh, recruit those kind of those part-time employees. I mean, we still have many part-time employees that we employ here at Ceres, but uh, that's one less area where we have to look for them. Um, so that's a huge benefit where we don't have to do that and onboard them and, and re-onboard them every year. So, 
as far as integrating that different collection method in this part of your business, as well as farmers' perception of how that technology has been pulled onto their farm, what have you guys learned there? What have you seen? I think one of the things that we've done that's a little unique there is we haven't actually promoted this as like a differentiator right now. So if you sign up for core agronomics, you're not necessarily guaranteed that Rogo is going to pull the soil samples. You know, we still operate our own soil sampling fleet. Um, and those employees are actually all full-time employees um, that we're sharing with um, seed hubs or agronomy locations. So it's a high quality employee that's going out there, um, you know, if they're with a series rig to pull soil samples. Um, but we don't differentiate the Rogo ones today. We use it as an operational benefit to ourselves to where we can, you know, leverage them where we need them the most instead of, you know, guaranteeing a certain acre gets a certain uh, type of machine run across it. Yeah. I, I, it's just such a strong example of this almost ease and transparent way that technology is now embedded into something that is so foundational for ag retailers, crop consultants, and so many others in this space. Yes, it is. It's is. It's been a huge benefit to us, uh, for sure. So then another example of that digitize and then automate also plays out in the way that you're doing your fertility recommendations, as well as the notifications when a field has had an application made. So could you share a little bit more there? Yeah, uh, when it comes to writing uh, fertility recommendations, we do everything through a program called AgWorld. Um, and that's also our tool that we use for agronomy operations in general. So ag world, we're using to pull soil samples um, where it's our own uh, person pulling the soil samples. And then that also ties into our rec writing process. And uh, ag world's made tremendous gains in that area uh, for us, at least. Um, a lot of that is automated now. So, you know, once we create a sampling job and pull those soil samples and results come back, our sellers actually have templates laid out on those fields ahead of time and then it'll automatically generate the first set of recommendations as soon as those results come back from the lab um, so we're not waiting on a gis specialist or even the salesman themselves to make that first set of recommendations for that field um, so at the same time you get the results you get the first set of prescriptions for that field as well so you still have that human element reviewing that base recommendation but as far as all of the, like you said, the GIS work and some of the other layers, that's now automatically happening. Yes, it is. So they they get that email when those results come back saying, hey, we got the, the, you know, the first fertility recs are ready. And then from there, they can review those with the customer and either make adjustments. Um, that's been a big tool to us is just we have ability to really customize those prescriptions after the fact, or we can just run different philosophies, too. So. Um, even though it is automatically generating the first set of prescriptions, like it says, it it really just saves us a step so that we can get to the next ones quicker and have that review and customize that for the grower. So now when an application is made, when the spreader has gone across the field, the farmer also receives a notification that that has been done. What's included in that notification other than eliminating them needing to call their salesman to see if their field's been spread? Yeah, that, well, that's the, that's the big one. That's I think that's what everybody likes the most. Um, but AgWorld being our GIS tool, then you know it's not everything's VRT. Um, we we do all of our um, liquid applications and flat rate fertilizer through there as well. But that's our work order system. So we're creating plans and work orders in there. 
Um, our applicators all have iPads in their machines now, so that's how they're getting their work orders is uh, digitally through those iPads. Um, and then once they complete the field, they actually you know fill out their spray logs or application logs, whatever they need for that field. And then they uh, submit that, and that also sends a text notification to uh, a, a contact group. So it could be several different people for a customer. You know, it could be the landlord or the the operator themselves, or a farmer, or uh, who have you on that operation. So we can customize that per uh, customer group, and then uh, that gives them a text that tells them, "Hey, the, the this field or several fields got done when it got done," and it sends them a a link to AgWorld actually that they can click on and it'll give them the full uh, actual is what it's called in AgWorld, but it's the completed work order. So, you know, who did it from series, uh, what products got applied, how much, et cetera. Oh, wow. So the other thing that I think is really notable is you guys have doubled the acres that you have farm plans for going into 23. Is that correct? We did. Yeah, we did that this last year. We, we, we're Fingers crossed we do it again this year. Um, we've, uh, AgWorld's big tool is the, their planning tool. It's a very simple process where we can actually, you know, lay out the entire program for a customer per, by at a field level. Um, they have a lot of tools to help expedite that process. So it's not a ton of data entry, uh, but that gives us the, you know, the plan that we can give the grower at the end of the day. And then it also essentially sets up all of our work orders for in season. Uh, or at least a large proportion of them. So we're not having to make, you know, every time a customer calls in and says we're they're ready for an application, uh, we don't necessarily have to make the work order. We can just go ahead and convert that to that plan to a work order and it's ready to go. Yeah, no small undertaking there, Matt. So when you look back at the 22 crop year, what's your biggest takeaway agronomically from the field conditions? What's what's your highlight or low light, I should say, uh, from the past year? I probably the, you know, every year is unique and you hear that everywhere you go. Um, I think from my position, uh, just this fall, you know, it's kind of fresh in our minds, but it was a very condensed, uh, condensed fall here in Indiana, uh, when it came to everything. So, you know, from a, from pulling soil samples perspective, uh, you know, we really didn't have a lot of rain, uh, which was good in an aspect. It, it kept our customers in the field. They were able to harvest uh, almost nonstop, uh, but that put some strain on us on getting uh, samples collected and getting those uh, recommendations made and then also applications completed in time because, uh, you know, you never know when the weather's going to turn. So uh, a lot of the customers were uh, hammered down most of the fall to try and get it all done. No, that's excellent. So we are talking to Matt Clark. He is the digital technology manager at Series Solutions. Matt, we are going to come back and talk a little bit more about the future after this quick commercial break. For today's industry spotlight, we have Paul Clemmy, product manager for Seed Treatment Group at BASF. Paul, why is packaging important for inoculants? Well, Margie, packaging is important for inoculants because the rhizobia are living organisms. They have to have the proper oxygen-carbon dioxide exchange to remain viable. Rhizobia, as you know, in the soil help soybean crops create nodules on the roots to produce nitrogen. Poor quality packaging can cause the rhizobia to die off or makes them less effective at nodulation. More nodule mass and more nitrogen means higher yield and less money spent on additional fertilizer applications. 
And Paul, tell us about the new bladder storage from BASF. Well, I'm excited to talk about this new bladder storage device that we have for vault IP plus seed treatment. Because these rhizobia are living organisms and can have limited stability in the package itself, this new bladder improves that efficacy of the biological. Think of it as a better mattress, a place where the rhizobia sleep and rest until they're needed to do their job, which is nitrogen fixation. This bladder is a one of a kind patented design that gives a better oxygen carbon dioxide exchange. Bald IP plus seed treatment is stored in this modern patented bladder and it's available exclusively through BASF. What else would you share about Vault IP plus seed treatment? Great question, Margie. Vault IP plus seed treatment is the current standard to inoculate and protect soybean seeds. And by storing rhizobia in this patented new bladder, it allows for the highest quality and lengthened rhizobia survivability allowing the rhizobia to be more robust, viable, and effective at the nodulation nitrogen fixation process. Bold IP plus seed treatment also has two EPA registered biologicals, which help extend the disease protection for diseases such as Fusarium and Rhizoctonia. Retailers, of course, can learn more about this bladder and the Vault IP plus seed treatment by talking to their local BASF representative. That is Paul Clemmy, product manager for the seed treatment group at BASF. And welcome back to the Scoop podcast. We're talking to Matt Clark, Digital Technology Manager at Series Solutions. And he and the team at Crop 63 are the Business Innovation Award winners. So congratulations on that, Matt. I know you guys not only have achieved a lot in your digital journey, but you're also looking forward to continuing to bring forward all the new solutions, all the innovations that are a great fit for your farmers there in your geography. And one of those tools you're using is the IoT Hub. So tell us a little bit about that project there at your location. Yeah, this is a, it's been an awesome project that we've worked on this last year. Um, so Crop 63, um, it's a seed hub, it's a technology center for us, uh, but it also has uh, a large Winfield answer plot here as well. Um, and it's one we've had for many years. And, uh, you know, we've hosted several plot days out there, but um, you know, you think of the idea of a, uh, a just a seed plot where you're, you know, reviewing different hybrids and different treatments. Uh, we're going to we're applying that same concept to technology now. Um, so here within this plot, actually, we've set up a Lorway and Gateway. And uh, this last year was more of a proof of concept to ourselves, just trying to prove that we could do it. And uh, we, we think we did. So we're going to continue with it going forward. Uh, but we just had five, four different technologies that we put in this plot and uh, we were just reviewing it to make sure it works. You know, we want to be the trusted advisor to our customers when it comes to technology, just like we have for chemical and fertilizer and seed um, as a cooperative. So, uh, you know, not all of these technologies were successful. We've got several of them that we're not moving forward with going forward, but that was uh, kind of the point of this project. You know, we want to learn about the technology before we take it to our customers and uh, try to utilize it. Yeah, the whole space of infield sensing and reporting back on what's going out in the field as the crop is growing is pretty fascinating. And there's so much development in that space. It's changing every day. That it's, uh, and that's a little bit where we, we how we got to this point. You know, we were 
you know, myself and several others within series, we're getting calls, uh, you know, several times a week asking to, you know, sell this tool or use the service. And, uh, you know, we just didn't have the capacity to test them all, you know, at different fields. That's how we'd done it in the past. We'd find a grower and test it in their field. And this gives us a central central area. You know, we understand the plot very well, so we can put that technology out there and uh, review it and see how it actually works. Well, and it's not too far from your actual physical office there. So you've only got one wireless network to have to maintain for that connectivity too. That's exactly it. We can utilize that Loraway gateway and that saves us on having cell subscriptions and, and everything else. So uh, that's a, a huge benefit to us. So Matt, you also deserve congratulations because you were named to the Scoops 40 Under 40, a program sponsored by our friends at New Farm. So congratulations, really an award program looking to highlight and put the spotlight on young emerging leaders in ag retail. Congratulations. Well, thanks, Margie. I, I appreciate the recognition. You know, I think I don't think it's just me. I think there's a lot of people at Series that uh, help make everything work well here. So so one question that I really enjoy learning from uh, it, with our 40 Under 40 awardees is what's just a piece of advice or maybe some wisdom, if you would, that you would share with somebody who's in the early chapters of their career in ag retail? I, I would say challenge the status quo a little bit. You know, one thing we, especially when it comes to technology front, you know, we're always looking at different ways to do things. And uh, you know, that's where you become innovative is if you're trying something different, you know, not everything's going to succeed, but um, if you can try and change the game a little bit, you know, you can gain efficiencies uh, that way and at least learn from the experience. Yeah. Always ask the why question, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Why do we do this this way? Or why do we do this at all? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's how we've, we've changed a lot here in series the last several years. And it's a, it's a lot of that. What, you know, why did we do it this way? So Matt, I have three questions to wrap up our interview today. And the first one is going to be what's on your stop list. Okay. So kind of going back to what you said, as far as always evaluating how you do things, what are you looking to stop doing altogether or maybe stop doing in the same way? I think one, one thing we're looking at is, uh, you know, challenging a little bit on, on the operation front. So one, one thing we've been looking at is just, uh, and it's with every industry, you know, we got to become more efficient. So, um, as a cooperative, you know, we're, we're here to service our customers. So we're really challenging ourselves when it comes to operations and dispatch. And one thing we're doing is evaluating our processes there. You know, we've always dispatched from, you know, single locations, um, and you know, that's just how it's always been. So one thing we're doing is looking at, you know, how, how do we go about that? How do we share our resources, utilize our own resources better, um, when it comes to that. So I don't necessarily know what we're going to stop there yet, but, uh, we're in the learning process. So <laughs> no, that's an excellent, excellent answer. So then Matt, what is one prediction that you can make for the year ahead? I, one prediction is I, I think, Series is going to continue to challenge our our customers to adopt technology. Um, you know, we, we are continually uh, making advancements when it comes to this. Um, you know, it's not necessarily one of my projects, but we are working on a customer portal uh, where we will have customer access where they can, uh, you know, digitally, you know, engage with their invoices and view their statements. Um, you know, and we're going to continue to advance that. So 
you know, we're going to continue to challenge our customers um, in that aspect. And it's not necessarily us challenging them. It's more them challenging us to stay current with the times and continue to evolve instead of um, staying with the status quo. Excellent. So then, Matt, my last question is, if you had your magic wizard wand and could solve one problem, what would it be? I think it would be the the going back to the operations, just, uh, you know, waving that magic wand and giving us the answers that it comes to for for operational efficiency. Um, you know, everybody, I think, is trying to do something in that space right now, um, especially with uh, the cost of everything going up, you know, a sprayer costs a lot more today than it did last year. Um, so we have to be more efficient with that piece of equipment. So uh, really just ma- waving that magic wand to tell us uh, what we need to do to to manage those assets more efficiently. Excellent. Well, Matt, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Congratulations to Crop 63 and Series Solutions for winning the Business Innovation Award. Congratulations to you for being named 40 Under 40. And we are going to continue to watch and listen as you share what you guys are learning from your technology journey. Thanks, Margie. Uh, thanks for the opportunity. And uh, thanks for, for all the all that you've done for us. So that is Matt Clark. He is Digital Technology Manager at Series Solution. I'm Margie Echelkamp, editor of The Scoop. And until we are back together on the podcast, I wish you all a safe and happy season. There are a lot of inoculant companies, but there's only one, Lollaman Plant Care. Lollaman, the manufacturer of LolFix branded inoculants, including LolFix Pro Yield Liquid Soybean and LolFix Start Spherical Granular Inoculants, is a family-owned company that recognizes the importance of the communities anchoring our rural landscape. They are committed to supporting retail partners and helping them succeed. That's why they created the Hometown Roots Program. The Lullaman Hometown Roots Family Contest helps retailers provide their customers with class-leading inoculants while enabling them to give back to the communities that they are part of. Visit LullamanHometownRoots.com for details or contact your Lullaman sales representative.